Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Squanderlust, the podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions, and what we can do about it. I'm your host, Martha Lawton, and today I'm talking to personal finance journalist and deal-hunting blogger of Bronny.co.uk, Bronny Hughes. Welcome, Bronny. Tell the listeners a little bit about Hi. yourself. Hi, Martha. Yeah, as um, you might have just heard, I am an ex-pro deal-hunter. I used to work for various student websites, hunting out cheap stuff, freebies online, and I now work for the Money Advice Service doing less deal hunting, but still, you know, talking about money. So good stuff. Awesome. So I met you through the UK Money Bloggers and um, we've been kind of chatting on Twitter a little bit for a while. And I noticed you had a kind of particular dislike of a certain kind of scammy nonsense that gets marketed to people who want to help with their finances. So I thought, uh, since you had an interest, I'd bring you on the show. Do you want to tell our listeners what that is? Yeah, sure. So I have a special dislike for any type of, I don't know, <laughs> paid for nonsense that is marketed at people who um, don't have a lot of money. When I heard about law of attraction courses or manifesting courses being sold by various people online. Um, I wasn't best pleased after looking into it. It's um, a lot of money sometimes, anything from £10 to £400 to pay for someone to give you some like uh, universe bending tricks to help you get more money that just, I just, I just can't see how people market these <laughs> as a way to make money when really it's just a way to spend money. Um, but yeah. Do you want to explain for those of our listeners who've been lucky enough never to come across manifesting as an idea? Can you can you describe what the idea is for us? Sure. So in preparation for this um, podcast, I actually watched The Secret, which um, is probably the most well-known law of attraction piece of media. Or it's also a book. Uh, basically, the key idea of law of attraction is whatever is going on in your head is what's attracted to you like physically you become what you think about the most thoughts become things and the secrets say the secret says ask believe receive so basically if you think positively then good things will happen to you or if you act like you already have something then you will get that thing but then right. on the like negative <laughs> side if you think negatively or something upsets you that it just attracts more of that to you 
Okay. <laughs> I don't want yeah. any law of attraction people to say I'm explaining it wrong because I'm using their words. So <laughs> yeah. That's all about yeah. how it works. Yeah. Okay. So um, the people who, who sell this idea of, of manifesting services, what, what do they call themselves? What kind of things do, so do you look So sometimes for? they just call themselves like a, a coach. Like they, sometimes they just call themselves a business coach, but then if you look into right. like what their course is actually about, it's all about, they use the word, the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, yeah, so if you see like, see, like the universe manifesting, uh, law of attraction, um, sometimes it's called new thought. That's like an old fashioned yeah. way of, of calling it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just anything to do with the universe or the word manifesting, just, you know, outside of... Um, astronomy you never hear the word universe more than in law of attraction yeah and so what do they what do these coaches promise to do for people so they promise to change your thinking so that like you could for example ask the universe for a very specific thing it can be anything from money to healing um mm-hmm. in the secret she does say she actually healed her um, poor vision with um, right. the universe's power. So <laughs> it really is anything. And they tell you uh-huh. to ask the universe to ask for something very specific. And uh-huh. then if you follow their tips, then eventually the universe will give you that exactly. Right. Right. Okay. And this is this is not involving you actually also then taking action towards the thing. It's literally just ask and it will be given to you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really say like, oh, work hard and this it kind of says that things will come to you in like a way like sometimes you go like, oh sometimes you might have an idea in a dream that allows you to do this that will make you the money right they, they kind of get around it so like you can really like bend their words so that it works out right. but yeah basically it's not really about hard work or changing your like uh career path or anything like that it, it always says like it's going to be like given to you Mhm. Mm-hmm. so it, like, it's kind yeah. of kind of a magical thinking kind of an idea right it's definitely magical yeah yeah so i mean that sounds like a fairly simple idea so why what are you paying 400 pounds for what do they what are these sort of tips or what do the coaches obviously do for you so the physical thing that you get from these 400 pound courses are often like access to the person who is selling them mm-hmm. um and also access to like a Facebook group or right. worksheets. It's right. It is very like they're not like I don't know. It's they're not giving you like some huge manual. It's a lot of like just little tips, mm-hmm. and then like sometimes some like thirty minute coaching calls mm-hmm. or something. Um, one of the manifestors that really winds me up the most because she like <laughs> she because she also likes to like aim it directly at women because she's like women you need to do this, which, you know, right. she yes. said a couple of months ago on Instagram that she made 20,000 pounds selling courses in one day. Okay. And I mean, even if all those people, I mean, even if they, in the minimum amount of people, they bought the 400 pound one, that's still a lot of people. It's like 50 people in a day. Mm-hmm. And you think that, that's not even like, how much time can they really get from this one person mm-hmm. if they're selling that yep. much in one day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're, they're making promises that uh, the people who access their courses are going to have more money, better health, more uh, happier lives 
in general? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, do they provide anything that they consider to be evidence for this? Oh, if you watch The Secret, which I don't really think you should, because it was actually really hard to watch for me. <laughs> I nearly turned it off a lot of times. But uh-huh. so that in The Secret, people always have stories uh-huh. about um, asking for a certain amount of money and then it, it happening. And it's always these like anecdotal evidences that mm-hmm. aren't, you know, you can't really prove them. But, you know, and then you see people like this woman who said she made 20,000 pounds in a day. Obviously, like she is proof that you make money. Mm-hmm. But then again, she is making money off selling people courses using herself as the proof. So it's kind of this like weird little yeah. circle. So mm-hmm. I don't think like yeah. if you sign up for a course, you can start selling courses. I mean, you could try, but there's, yeah. you know, there's a saturation on these sort of things. Yes, yes. It, it, it very quickly turns into a kind of Ponzi scheme, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I know that... Um multi-level marketing is also I mean it which sounds very similar is also um, a, a dislike of yours um yeah but yeah <laughs> we don't really have time to go into that one um so um I think you you picked on on one of the things that there that um is kind of one of the worries with this is that it's not just the the kind of uh unrealistic optimism um but it's also the fact that you know, there's a victim blaming element in this as well of saying bad oh, things time. happen because of people having bad thoughts. And I know I looked into this a little bit before the conversation and there was somebody who um, who literally has, has blamed victims of uh, natural disasters and genocides for the fact that these things have happened <laughs> because oh, yeah, they, they said, don't... oh, well, yeah. <laughs> they don't make exceptions it's honestly it's anything bad that happens to you is because of the way that you think wow there's kind of two sides to that because there's you're saying on the one hand there's no need for systemic change where there's some kind of systemic discrimination or oppression going on um so oh you know just because a system is if people are experiencing something bad happening and it's because of a systemic or policy reason that could be changed no it's not it's because of a of their individual thinking well that's that's clearly tosh um (laughs) and it also says there's no need to hold perpetrators accountable you you know which again in in some of these cases is just disgraceful yeah i mean it's it's all you it doesn't matter if someone attacked you in an alleyway it was you it's 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 just bizarre to me yeah that did that's that's really quite quite horrifying um why do you think people uh fall for this stuff like what's the appeal i think it is the personalities of the people selling it because even watching the secret which i was just eye rolling a lot through it some of the people Mm. it's just like they have these job titles and you're like wow he's a quantum physicist and he's saying the secret is real or like are they using quotes from people that are like um quotes from winston churchill to kind of back this sort of stuff up and it's just so easy and then when you see these people on instagram these people obviously are very successful you can just see it they live in huge Mm -hmm. houses they are making loads of money and they post about making loads of money they don't they're not quiet about it at all and it's just Mm -hmm. like well what's she got that i haven't got she's just like a woman who lives in the same town as me i mean (laughs) yeah i think it's like they're relatable but also like just like so aspirational right Right. So it's, 
it's really obvious if you're very stuck in your life um, and you feel like you've tried everything to, to active to make a change. I can see where, particularly if you're facing a lot of those systemic barriers that um, that make it difficult to make a change in your life, why you would think maybe I could try and dream my way out. Um, but, it, you know, that's, it ain't, <laughs> it ain't a good thing if actually the only effect is that you give somebody £400 and then nothing changes. Yeah, it is, you know, it does seem like a nice alternative, but I don't know, it's like you're paying to make more money and it's they always use like that thing that people always say in business, like you got to spend money to make money. And I mean, mm. like, that works. I don't know, if you're like a shop and you're buying merchandise and then you're selling it, Mm-hmm. But if you're buying, like, universe trickery, I don't really know how that, like, directly results in you making money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was I was trying to have a think about it, and I was thinking that there's kind of all these good things that are, like, adjacent to manifesting. I, I yes. went, went on a date with somebody once who said, you know, the secret had changed his life, and he had, you know got into a much better position in terms of his business and things um but he was quite open to actually discussing the uh, a more realistic kind of attitude around it and we had a really good conversation and I was thinking about it like so you know being optimistic which is one of the things that they talk about here is is good right generally speaking if you're completely pessimistic and fatalistic about anything ever changing for you that is not good it will make you miserable so fatalism is you know, is not good. Optimism is great. Having clear, specific goals, well, that's easier to work towards. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I looked into this and there are studies that like, just not, not just people who do law of attraction, but people who talk about writing down your goals and like going back, a lot of uh, law of attraction is every day looking at the thing you want. Mm-hmm. Like people, they always say like, do a vision board, or like write mm-hmm. it down at bed like 20 times. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of just reminding yourself over and over again. And there are studies that people like always reference. Mm-hmm. I looked it up and it's actually a really tiny study. <laughs> it's yeah. only 149 people did it. Yeah. And so according to this study, it makes you like 42% more likely to achieve your goals if you like write them down and like always reminded of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So people use that to like go on almost anything. Like I've even said it before and, I'm, and I never looked up the study. Like I've said, yeah. like, oh, give your savings account a name yeah. and it helps you save more. And I was like, is that even true? And I really looked into like all these articles that say it I'm not the only one. And then at the end of it, it's just this little study of 149 people. And it's, they don't even say it's to do with savings accounts, but it's just something that gets said all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there is, I think there is a, a value in knowing why you're doing what you're doing and having clear goals so that you know yeah. when you've actually accomplished them. Um, but that's a very different thing from the universe giving it to you. It's still just you saying, I know what I want and I'm not going to be, um, derailed or sidetracked or, you know, use this money for something else, you know, yeah, it's that's... very different. So law of attraction, um, if you ever do like, I can't even remember what it, but there's like a little mnemonic where your goal should be like achievable mm-hmm. or like practical or something like that. Whereas, uh, smart, like, smart goals, specific, it, yeah, achievable, measurable, realistic, and time bound. Yes, that is it. So th- that that's like what you tend to get in like business jargon, like training sessions. But law of attraction does not say it needs to be achievable. 
They say it's as easy to manifest one pound as it is to manifest a million pounds. Like, right. Can you believe this? I I cannot. I mean, I can believe that they say it. Um, but my my all of my internal skeptic is having a giant tantrum at the moment. Um, <laughs> actually, I was so I before this this episode, I actually was listening to a different podcast because there's a, a fantastic podcast by uh, Dr. Laurie Santos called The Happiness Lab. Um, and she did a really, really great episode that I was just listening to, to, to prepare from the, for this. Um, and it's called, um, don't accentuate the positive. Um, and it's in it, she talks about all of this stuff and, and the science behind actually why it isn't necessarily a great idea to only think positive. Um, and one of the things that that I thought was really interesting. She talks about visualization and how, because that's a really key part of manifesting, right? Is is you vi- really, really clearly imagine having the thing that you want, and as if it's already it's already with you. And and um, she says visualization is like a two edged sword, which I thought was really interesting. So if you have something to do. Like you have a really clear, specific set of actions to do for something. So, for example, you're going to run a race or play a piece of music in a concert or do some public speaking or something. If you visualize doing that activity over and over again and you imagine how it's going to happen in as much detail as possible, that's like physically rehearsing it. So you can mentally rehearse something and it's like physically rehearsing it. And so if you imagine doing it really, really well then that makes the process of doing it much more automatic as if you'd rehearsed it and that can make it go better. So again, it's another thing that makes it seem like manifesting is working. Yeah. Which that I thought is, was really yeah, cool. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Really, yeah, it's obviously going to be better if you practice. So thinking yeah, about it all the yeah. time is practice. Yeah, yeah. What's really interesting though is that she talks about um, an example of somebody who used to do the other thing, right? And I'll tell you at the end who this person is, but there was somebody who got told to do visualizations um, by their coach and they got bored only doing the positive, perfect visualizations. And they started visualizing, well, what if things went wrong this way? Or what if things went wrong that way? And visualizing what they would do to respond in the event of something going wrong in, a, in you know one way or another. And then at a really crucial key moment, they actually... They, they were actually doing the thing and one of the things they had visualized did go wrong, which a manifestation expert would say, well, they brought that on themselves by visualizing the bad thing happening. Yeah. Um, but actually, because they had mentally rehearsed what they would do, they had the answers and they, they actually completely um, were able to respond effectively in that moment of if what otherwise would have been total crisis. Um, and the person who did this... It was Michael Phelps at the Beijing Olympics when he won a gold medal and set a new world record. That's so, it's it's interesting, but it just sounds true. I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can visualise something negative happening, but actually use that in a positive way to rehearse how you'll respond to it. It doesn't actually have to be only a perfect positive visualisation because guess what? (laughs) You know, (laughs) that doesn't actually help you in the event of something actually going wrong. So yeah. 
Yeah, I take I take manifesting like so personally because like I feel like myself, I'm definitely like a glass half empty kind of person. Not that I'm like right. a completely like sad person. It's just I'm always mm-hmm. just like what's the catch? It's like that's why I'm a mm-hmm. good deal hunter. I'm always like what's the catch because I don't want people to say for me to say it's a good deal and then they do it and they'll be like, "Well, the postage was 20 pounds." Like I'm always just like looking for something. Mhm. Yeah, I don't think my life is like a long series of like catastrophes, <laughs> which is what um, <laughs> The Secret or Law of Attraction would say that it should be. So, <laughs> yeah. well, so this is the thing, right? Actually, I think personal finances are, or indeed any kind of finance is exactly the realm to disprove visualization and The Secret, because if any of this stuff were true, then there would be no underwriters nobody who involves in any kind of risk management of any kind yeah um no insurers these are people who spend all of their time thinking about worst case scenarios and planning for them or calculating the probability of them happening hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the idea that there are no happy underwriters... <laughs> <laughs> no happy um, actuaries, no no happy people who who ever think about uh, risk management. No happy project managers. Um, yeah, because they're always thinking about like what's the worst thing that could happen. You know, yeah, people, and ha- people who do um, their preparedness for like natural disasters, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. All you do is think about hurricanes. It's like, does that mean you just get constant hurricanes? Like, no, that is it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The minute you start thinking about it from this perspective, it it just the whole thing kind of flies apart. Um, the the funny thing is, you know, again, sort of thinking about this, I I looked at um, a Vice article, um, and I think we I sent it to you as well to have a yeah. have a look at. And there's a link between um, some of the kinds of thinking that people do around law of attraction and then actually some really quite serious mental health issues. Oh yeah. Um, What did you make of that? I mean, if you're someone who suffers with anxiety, then 
telling someone who suffers with anxiety that those thoughts that they're having are real, like deeply like likely to happen. You know, some some people talk to me about their anxiety and they think like they're going to go outside and just like, you know, have a panic attack. Then, you know, if the law of attraction is true, then they're going to always have panic attacks. Mm. It's kind of, yeah, it's just, I just don't see how, how you can tell someone who's like already like, in a poor space mentally that they should just change their thinking i hate mm-hmm. stuff that it's just like think yourself happy mm-hmm. like yeah. often they're just like well if you're if you're sad then just think about something you like it's like i don't know give give people time to process like that they are sad or that they are depressed or i don't know spend time working on that part of themselves go and see a doctor like go and make positive steps without just because they're addressing the issue doesn't mean that like they'll get more of it yeah, I think, well, I think this is the problem. When you try and suppress a thought, which is ultimately what positive thinkers are saying, um, then it just comes back stronger because we can't control what we think a lot of the time. Thoughts are generated in a part of our brain that we don't have control over. And if you're constantly trying to squash down a, a thought, whether that's an anxious thought or a sad thought, um, it just pops back stronger because your brain needs you to consider this thing before it can let it go. Um and uh, I, I was looking into this and, and it's actually got a name. It's thought action fusion. Um, and it kind of comes in a couple of different types. There's either either believing that um, thinking the thing makes it more likely to happen in the real world, which I think is what you were just saying about having an anxiety attack. And then there's people who think that having thinking about something is the moral equivalent to doing it. Um, and that's really upsetting because... A person can have kind of persistent thoughts about um, doing something horrible, you know, and that can just be generated in some part of your subconscious brain that just kind of sends this unwelcome thought to you. And then if you feel guilty and responsible for that, ugh, that's going to that's going to mess you up. Right. Yeah, I've definitely heard of that as being like a part of like OCD that, you know, people don't really tend to talk about that side of OCD, but often people do think they've done things that they've thought and it like it they just live within this like constant like cage of guilt yeah yeah um and interesting some of the manifesting rituals and and things where you uh say something a certain number of times to make it come true or, or stop it coming true um you know that sounds very like the compulsive actions in ocd as well yeah so interestingly you can't according to these things like the the universe doesn't care doesn't like understand the like no part of it if you're like (laughs) i don't i don't want this to happen that the universe like hears that as like i want this to happen so like if you're like thinking a negative like you know i don't want someone to steal my car someone will steal your car (laughs) it's 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 so contradictory and just yeah 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 and like one of the worst bits in the secret to me was like they showed someone locking up their bike with like a big padlock and he's like shaking his head like oh please don't steal my bike and then he like goes away and he comes back and someone's stolen his bike it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so bad and it's just think of it like if you apply this to money like if you're preparing like an emergency fund which like most people would say is a good idea for most people yes very by, much so. by creating that emergency fund buying that lock getting insurance you're like willing the emergency to happen <laughs> it's just i'm sorry I'm just... i shouldn't i shouldn't laugh but it's i mean it's really wait. bad to laugh because i know so many people who otherwise i'd be like 
they're a really, really smart person. And then they're just, mm-hmm. they say something that has this like little law of attraction, like edge to it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, I'm very much. Any type of like woo woo, like even like horoscopes and stuff. I'm just a bit like, oh God. But like, <laughs> I think there's like things that are harmless and things that are like, oh my God, I can't believe you think that. <laughs> Yeah, well, there, there was a woman who wrote to, when Oprah really endorsed The Secret, there was a woman who wrote to Oprah afterwards and said, your your um, show has really inspired me. I'm coming off all my cancer medication. I'm going to think myself well. And um, and Oprah got, got really sort of scared by that and went back on and said, uh, yeah, I mean, The Secret is a nice idea, but we don't want to apply it to the really big things in our lives. It's, it's really only just, um, you know, for trying to have a slightly body more positive attitude and, and feel better um because yeah she sort of i think realized the legal implications apart from anything else but also yeah that uh that there are definitely limits when you think about it in a, a more concrete and frankly life-threatening way i so i'm an anti woo-woo kind of a person as well i am very much in favor of taking a a relatively scientific and, and rational approach to things um, most of the time. Although um, I'm not necessarily in favor of people who, who say that they are very rational because a lot of those people are really good at rationalizing. They're not necessarily good at being rational, but that's a whole oh, yeah. other, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we're familiar <laughs> with those people. Um, but I, I, you know, when you think about this in a, in a logical, rational way, right? The entire evolutionary advantage to thinking and being able to imagine things is being able to run scenarios in our heads and not experience the consequences of those in the real world. Like the point of being able to think is that we can go think to ourselves, hmm, what would happen if a saber toothed tiger jumped out from behind that bush? How would I respond to that? What would happen if, uh, I, you know, ate berries from the poison berry bush. Oh yes, I would get really sick. I guess I won't do that. It's it, being able to run those negative scenarios is actually the point <laughs> of being able to yeah, think. That, I mean, that's always something that is like running in the back of our brains. Like we know not to like, just like jump down the stairs because we might break our legs. Like it doesn't, it's not even a thought for us. We're just like, I'll just walk down the stairs normally. It's, yeah. but it's because like years of like, evolution has just made it like we know what's safe and we know what's going to end up with us hurt Mm. but when you're dealing with a new situation being able to think of the negatives is actually part of the benefit of being able to think because that's how we know how to navigate something that we've never encountered before is, is being able to compare it with so if if the um if the law of attraction was actually true and you could uh, and and thinking your way through the negatives of a new situation cause would cause it to go wrong. You lose the value of being able to think. Yeah. Like the, the whole point of being able to think is that it's uh, like a safe um, experiment in your head about what's going to happen where there yeah, aren't can, consequences in the real world. You can do the, the dress world. rehearsal in your head. Yeah. That allows you to do the actual thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah, exactly. You can do the dress rehearsal and have it go wrong and it doesn't affect the outside world. Yeah. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the point of being able to think, right? Totally. 
So, yeah. Oh, um, I'm so glad we're on the same page about this. This is this is good stuff. Um, Bronnie, so we've talked about some things that we think are uh, not great ways of, of trying to bring money into your life by manifesting. What do you think are some distinctly non-manifesting ways that people can um, improve their finances and, and even manage some risks in their lives? Yeah, I would just say that like, being fully aware, not like ostriching your head in the sand about certain things is always going to be the best way to think about money. Like law of attraction would have you like forget that you forget that you have debt. But no, you should definitely not forget you have debt because that's the way that your debt gets worse. <laughs> so I think you should just like anything you can do to make it that like these things are just a part of your life. They're not like a hideous embarrassment. They're not going to make it worse by thinking about it. It's always a positive thing. Like if yeah. you can write down, I know this is like a, this is like a sort of <laughs> law of attraction thing. Like, you know, if, if you do have something that, you know, you'd rather forget about, like maybe you've got like a, a horrible, like CCJ on your um credit report. And it was a while ago. Like maybe just write in your calendar on your phone, like when it's when it's gonna like expire and not be on there anymore. Because mm-hmm. then it's like it's like yes, it was a, it was a negative thing, but like there's there's a positive things coming, and you shouldn't just forget about them and then just like try and apply for loads of credit cards and then get rejected because that's coming up on your record. Yeah, it's like absolutely. Yeah, you me- you mentioned having an emergency fund. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So an emergency fund is just money that has to be in an easy access place. So don't put it in like an account you can only withdraw from once a year or whatever. Like it's stupid. You might have two emergencies in a year. Just get it somewhere easy access, doesn't matter how much interest you're earning on it, and just like try and build it up. Like first of all make it like one month's worth of exp- of expenses. Um and then you know most a lot of people say you should have like a year's worth of expenses in an emergency fund, which might be might be a lot, but I think it is a safe a safe way to have your money like definitely yeah. don't invest that money just keep it in a cash savings account yeah yeah and so um so having some kind of emergency fund you say up to a year's worth of expenses certainly you know somewhere between I think a lot of the guidance is sort of three to six months yeah um, in the UK I think I in in the states people often say a, a year's worth because yeah you've got to think like here we don't tend to have huge medical bills and stuff like that so these things can't be applied universally yeah we do have a bit more of a social safety net at the moment certainly who knows in the future yeah um <laughs> yeah what about other ways that we can kind of manage financial risk in our lives then yeah um, I think... you mentioned insurances yeah, obviously, um, some insurances you're like legally bound to have, like car insurance, for example. Um, but you know, it's also worth looking at other types of insurance. It's not like negative. It doesn't mean you're gonna anything necessarily as bad is gonna happen to you. I mean, I actually so I used to um, sell life insurance, critical illness cover, and income protection for a living. That was that was the advice I used to give back when I was an advisor. Yeah. Um, and while I would certainly always tell people not to overinsure because it's uh it's not a great idea um it's, it's not a good use of your money but it 
at the same time, there are definitely people who don't want to buy insurance because they think by insuring themselves, they're going to make the bad thing happen. And that is just untrue. You know, that is, um, that's literally the kind of magical thinking that we're, we're talking about here. Yeah. So like um, in my day job, we talk about like sort of like end of life stuff. So like when people are like really old and they, you know, they think they might die soon. So many people are just, they don't want to talk about like what they want to happen with their family because it's kind of like saying like, I'm going to die. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's just like, yeah, you know, you didn't tell them that, but then like, you know, now they're coming to it and you have died, then it's going to be a lot more complicated for them, a lot more stressful than if mm-hmm. you just like sat them down and talked for 20 minutes about, you know, the accounts you have and like packaging it all up ready for them. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, my, so I'm a bit older than you. Um, and we've had to have some, some conversations with my parents about, you know, what's where so that we can find things in the house um, and, you know, what they want to have happen. Um, and it is difficult to have those conversations and it's difficult to raise the topic. But once you've actually had them, you feel better. And it's, I think this is the other thing about, about law of attraction, about manifesting is, it leaves a kind of a hook in your head. There's some kind of missing piece of information that your brain wants because you aren't dealing with um, the reality of a situation. And if you just face it and are more realistic, you 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 find the piece of information that your brain is missing, and you you um, get rid of this kind of hook. That, that keeps on snagging at you and making you think about the negative thing. Whereas, when, yeah, once you faced it, you can let it go. And it's it's actually lighter and easier and more relaxing. Yeah, because um, my mum did like a part of a, like a round the world boat race. It's really weird. Wow. But so she like sailed from London to Rio. And like oh, all the time exciting. I was like, that is the opposite of anything I'd ever do. But like, go off, mum. Anyway, she did it. But like before she went, because I'm I'm her oldest child, she like gave me like all her bank details and like everything in case she died. Mm-hmm. And like at the start I was like, whoa, like, can you not? You're like only in your fifties. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, why you're giving me all this. But then afterwards I was like, you know what? If, if she did die, mm-hmm. I would, it would just be so much easier for me to have to do that than having to like ring around and see if like, you know, at the time she didn't, she was single. So like, I, I don't even know who to like call. I had no one to call. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it is just on someone, it is just better to give it, give them the information yeah and yeah it was yeah. it's like a it's like a hard and weird awkward like people are british they don't like to talk about things um <laughs> you know d- death and money like the worst things and i talk about mm-hmm. money all the time so oh, we should probably get used to death but yeah 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 i i worked for macmillan as well uh for a while macmillan cancer support and um they you know part of the support that they give is helping people to have these difficult conversations and it is something that um, your people resist, but usually feel much better for having done. So that's the counter, isn't it? To the law of attraction is um, that facing, having the thought once and then letting it go lets it out of your life, whereas suppressing it and pushing it down keeps it with you. Yeah. So um, is there anything else, Bronnie, that we should be talking about on in terms of the law of attraction and manifesting? Anything else you wanted to say on this subject? I would definitely say that's like, you know, so The Secret was released in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of been like, you know, it was, it's very popular, but like, I think it's got a really big resurgence at the moment. Um, 
law of attraction in general is definitely down to social media um definitely instagram and even tiktok has become like a weird new like manifesting thing they always, people always like to post little trick manifesting tricks on tiktok so it's kind of like these things to just jump out of you out of nowhere right and i think you just have to be careful about who you're following what you see what you're consuming because it is like they are good at doing that salesy mind trickery telling you that you like need it mm-hmm. yeah and you should just never be afraid to just like disconnect unfollow to just turn it off because yeah i think that's how people end up spending 400 pounds is because they see this woman like every day it's like the constant sale it's like it's always it's always there <laughs> it has been really really fun talking to you Brunny. um I I have enjoyed having a conversation with a, a fellow fellow anti woo woo merchant. Um, where can our listeners find you if they want to hear more about you and get some of your fantastic deals? Sure. So I am mostly on Twitter. So just like it's at and then underscore uh, Bronnie, which is B R O N N I. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but like, I mean, I just feel like Instagram stifles my um extreme sassiness which i mainly do on twitter so <laughs> if you want to see me like doing controversial back chat definitely twitter and then my website is just just brony.co.uk and i'm i've never i've never posted anything about manifesting but maybe i should um, i i would love that i think that would be great we'll we'll if you do <laughs> let me know and we'll link it out of the show notes here fab yeah it's been really fun talking to you martha thank you and thank you so much for coming on the show and um yeah best of luck with everything you do cool you've been listening to squanderlust the podcast about the emotional side of money with me martha lawton if you've enjoyed the show please follow us on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you get your podcasts we'd love one of those nice five-star reviews too or you can tell a friend about us maybe somewhere on social media where we're at squanderlust pod you can also find us at squanderlustpod.com where we put show notes, useful links and ways to support the show. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London with production by David Smith, Alicia Cunningham, Charlie Brandon-King and Tom Berry. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.